The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 56 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom. Representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, Tom and I are not so smug after witnessing an absolute calamity of errors from a Chiefs team that was expected to dominate the Colts in a big way. Obviously, we'll give you our reaction to this. Plus, we'll be previewing a somewhat blustery matchup between the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But first... Nothing anyone can do, there's nothing anyone can say. There's little can be done right now to make this go away. Cliched simple platitudes do not to quell the dread. And the breadth and gravity is and it's mishandled by Sky Moore! And the Colts have recovered at the four-yard line! The rookie Sky Moore! Extra point by Amandoa is wide of the mark. For what may come to be. But what I could really use right now is a bacon roll and a cup of tea. I think he makes it right down the middle. Oh, big thing! That's what I saw coming. The pass incomplete. This is shit. Well, this is shit. Will not take this one, Jim. This kick is no good. Acting like it's against Kansas City. Defense number 95. And all you do is come out and throw it deep. Fires and intercepted on the deflection. And the Colts are going to upset the Kansas City Chiefs. Judge or take offense at my incessant frank swearing and my unfiltered sentiments. So stop the pragmatic. As we all saw, uh, the Chiefs lost 2017 to the Indianapolis Colts. In what can only be described as a pop beyond all recognition. Oh, uh, straight in with the F-bomb. Straight in, mate. I mean, this was an absolute f***ing calamity from the highest order, wasn't it, Tom? I'm still pissed about it. Wow, three swear words in 10 seconds. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the bleep button's certainly getting its work. Oh, it's the uh, quack today. this time. It's the quack. I like the quack better. 
Okay, the quack, the quack button is uh, is getting his uh, overtime this week. Start paying that man some double time, or paying that duck some double time, should we say? Um, what we're recording this is a rarity because normally we record Tuesday nights to be released Wednesday morning KC time or Wednesday afternoon KC time, but we couldn't make it work this week. We couldn't record Tuesday. And obviously, we've got the news or pending news, potential news about the relocation of the game against the Bucks. So we decided to record a little bit later this week. And we're actually recording just a matter of hours before release. Like, it's half past five in the evening here in the UK. We expect this show to be released in the next three or four hours or so. And I'm kind of over it. Like, it's like... You're over it now, the game. Yeah, I'm kind of got to that point now where I'm a bit dead inside towards it because yeah. it, and I know that sounds extreme, right? But I just keep reminding myself that this happens every year with Andy Reid. We yeah. get the, we get these performances every single year out of an Andy Reid team mm. where we take our foot off the break. We take a team too lightly, a team that we should absolutely steamroll. We make stupid mis- mistakes. We make stupid decisions and we end up losing and we end up looking stupid. Then people start talking about Patrick Mahomes. Is he as good as we think he is? Is Andy Reid on the hot seat? There's the inevitable conversation about Eric Bieniemy, And I'm sure we have all of those conversations in the next 20 minutes or so. But then I remind myself, actually, what happens at the end of the season? The Chiefs are always there. It doesn't matter. Like it, they Every year since every season since 2014, the Chiefs have made the playoffs, excluding, sorry, 2014. The Chiefs have made the playoffs on Andy Reid. And every single season, you can look at one performance and go, well, that was rubbish. And that was really bad. And at the time, it feels like the worst thing in the world. I admit, Sunday night, I was absolutely raging. I was fuming. But I'm sitting here, what, three days later, 72 hours after the fact. Um, I must say, I'm kind of over it now. You clearly aren't. I'm not over it because I truly believe that a Mahomes-led Chiefs team could go undefeated throughout a season. It could well, that's it. why you're annoyed. No, no, it could. No, I, no, I'm not just saying that's the, way, the reason why I was annoyed. But what I'm saying is <laughs> I believe that this team could do it or that the, the Mahomes-led era could do it. And every now and again, like you said, there's a game where you just think, what are we doing? Why are we playing like this? Why are we not putting teams to the sword? Why are we becoming this other team that we're actually playing against. We we almost like mould ourselves towards the shittest team that's around at the time. That's your fourth swear word already, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And I, you can tell how kind of angry I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to go for the fifth one. But I'm, I'm really frustrated. I mean, I'm just so happy this wasn't a 130 game. 130 oh, AM imagine. game. Imagine. I'd have been, seriously, the TV would have been smashed to pieces because... I I don't want to feel though I I'm getting I'm putting that commitment in right to mm-hmm. get up early in the morning right ruin my night yeah and then ruin my early morning and then ruin my day ready for the next working day by watching a performance like that. Is and- it not better though that the team made or had a performance as a collective? Like because like let's be let's be honest outside of the defense. That team was pretty bad across the board on Sunday ne- Sunday evening. And... Oh, no, the defense was shit, mate. <laughs> um, hey, 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 they let 20 points in. You said your eye test. 20 points. 
You, well, you want to go into that? Do you? No, I don't. <laughs> you want to go into that? No, they weren't. They weren't. I'll, I'll be honest, right? They, they were really good this week. I'll, I'll give them that. I'll, They've been really not. good all year. They've been. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but anyways. Even though they give them more we, we can, points. We can talk never about mind. positives. They give up more points po- than last week, but never mind. <laughs> talk about positives in a few few minutes' time. But aren't you not like? I'm kind of happy that there was this kind of collective of pooing the bed <laughs> done by. Many a players, so oh, like, God, yeah, it was collective. Wasn't Sky it? Moore made his mistakes in this game from punt returner. Guarantee he won't have a game like that punt returning ever again, or not any time soon. Yeah, the offensive line was bad, receivers dropped passes. There were some brain dead decisions made by some players, there were some brain dead decisions made by coaches in this game. Yeah. Like, surely it's better that they all get those mistakes out of the way in one game as opposed to sprinkling little costly defeat uh, mistakes throughout the season. Like, yeah. we know that the Chiefs' schedule, they're going to play so many tight games. And, like, they played one last week against the Chargers, and inevitably it was it was one mistake made by the Chargers which cost that game. It was Gerald Everett just being too tired and Justin Herbert throwing in the ball that, to a player that probably shouldn't have been on the field. So that one mistake cost the Chargers a win against the Chiefs. When you're close games, it's going to be the one mistakes that make the difference. So... Why not just have them all collectively? And I'm not sitting there saying, "Oh, the Chiefs aren't going to make another mistake this season." Mm. I don't. I I don't doubt for one second there will be more mistakes made throughout the season. But we're not going to see a performance that bad. No, all season. Like like the, I went. I stupidly oh, went on to Stampede Blue, the SB Nation um, site for the Colts, yeah. and. Honestly, because obviously, if the listeners know, I I do five questions every week. They send questions to me. I send questions to them. And every other writer is quite polite about it. Like, they send their answers. I'm kind of a bit, they're like, their answers are great and everything. They, like, you learn a lot. Mm. But there's not much, like, trash talk, as it were. I'm supremely arrogant with every single answer that I send. Yeah, because, really? Yeah. <laughs> I get because, that about you, mate. Really. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, I support a team with Patrick Mahomes. They don't. I cover a team with Patrick Mahomes. They don't. So I feel like the Andy Reid and Mahomes-based Chiefs have given me a platform, this pedestal that I can sit on and just like play on the king of the castle. You're in the ivory tower. Exactly. I am in my ivory tower. So I do it. And I do it every week. I probably went a bit too far this week with the five (laughs) questions. And because I was so cocksure last week that we were going to win this game. I I, I was contemplating putting £200 on Chiefs covering on Sunday night. I I was on the train. I had it loaded up and I was contemplating doing it. Right. I was thinking about, let's just do it. Let's put like let's let's make a quick easy two hundred pound, and I'm glad I didn't. Obviously, <laughs> obviously oh, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Absolutely. But that's how sure I was about the Chiefs, not only winning but also covering and destroying the Colts. So I give it, I give it someone five questions. You know, started talking about how it, the Colts need a miracle. Jonathan Taylor needs to be his MVP form from last year. Jo- uh, Matt Ryan needs to look like the 2016 version of Matt Ryan. Started giving answers like that. Tyreek who all these type of questions <laughs> and yeah, answers you know and obviously it didn't materialize I've never felt so stupid in my entire life as I did on Sunday night because I knew what would happen I yeah. went straight back to that article I went to the comments and Colts fans were there rightly hang on, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna retweet it <laughs> <laughs> let me 
me find it. I want to retweet this. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like for the Colts to win that game, yeah, they had to have so much go right for them. And if you in the intro and yeah, your little bit, you made your two minute music yeah, rendition. With everything going wrong. Going everything go wrong. They literally needed all of those things to go wrong. Yes. Every single one of them. If any of them are positive for the Chiefs, whether it's the Kelsey drop, uh, Kelsey catch, mm-hmm. Skymore doesn't fumble a, uh, a punt, Amendola manages yeah. to kick. Like there's don't like all these different things that went wrong for the Chiefs. If one of them goes right, the Chiefs win this game. So the Chiefs are never going to be this bad again. They can't be this bad again. Not, Not this season anyway. Anymore. And it Not was, it, but it was a surprise to see that on the special teams. I mean, like you said, we never speak about the special teams, even though, you know, historically they've been pretty darn good, especially under Dave Tube, haven't they? Mm. But this was like, what on earth is going on? Everything that was happening on special teams was going wrong. And it all seemed to just stem really from that, that Skymore kind of spill that he had. Yeah. But then even the second one, there was another punt later on, wasn't there? And he didn't, if, I think he didn't feel 100% sure he was going to no. catch it. So he just let it bounce. And obviously See, that, you know. See, yeah. I've, I've not been entirely sure on Skymore all season on punts because yeah. I feel like he's been reaching into catches a bit too much. Like yeah. he's not been like get. I don't feel like he's had his feet set in the right position all season. Mm. And like, there's one. I think it was against Arizona. I'm pretty sure it might have been against Arizona. Um, that where he's just reaching out for the ball, and the defender come charging in. If that defender was like, I don't know, a tenth of a second earlier, mm. he's getting he's he's hitting Sky Moore just as he's hitting his fingers, and he would have fumbled it. So I've not been entirely impressed with him. But into the broader point about special teams. Special teams should never cost you a game. Like they, like they can absolutely win you a game. Mm-hmm. Special teams, like, but them winning you a game should be a bonus. Yeah. Like, do you remember 2013? Dexter McCluster, like all the kick returns, all, everything that we had there. Getting that one special teams play a game or whatever it was was a bonus, and that that was great. But special teams should never be the reason why you lose football matches. Yeah. And it's unforgivable if they are the reason that you lose football matches because for a lot of players, this is the only thing they do. Yeah. Or predominantly the main thing that they do. They're not like staples of the offense. They're not staples of their defense. Their primary job is specialist when it comes to special teams. Mm. So the mistakes like that shouldn't happen. And it's not helped when you're having a bad special teams day as it is and your kicker starts making mistakes. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, you decide, actually, Tommy Townsend is fourth down. Why don't we roll you out and make, maybe try a pass? That for me, that for me was the single biggest mistake in the entire game, to be honest, because that for me is a mental and a coaching error. Yeah. The, 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 the other errors that were made were physical errors. It was Skymore didn't, didn't secure the ball properly or... The, the snap wasn't perfect for Amandola to kick the ball or Amandola kicked the ball in the wrong. It was just small physical. Obviously, there's a mental side to it, but they were physical errors. Yeah. The decision to take Mahomes off the field on fourth down and then to attempt a fake field goal, considering how bad everything had gone already that, in that game yeah. on special teams, was just ludicrous, and yeah. I, 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 I don't see a way in which Dave Toop makes that decision by himself. That would have had to have been signed off by Andy Reid. And surely for me, it was the most did. puzzling decision of the day. Yeah. Never mind, never mind the stuff that happened at the end of the first half of the enemy in Mahomes. Mm-hmm. That particular decision 
to to allow Tommy Townsend to roll out to his left and try to throw a ball across his body to a to a leaking player. He was just mind mind blowingly dumb. Do you think they make that call if Amandola was knocking in the field goals? No, probably not. They probably let him kick it. But mm. the but if you're gonna put the ball in anyone's hands, put it in Patrick Mahomes. That's what you're like, for. Let him. What was it? Was it fourth and nine, fourth and eleven, fourth and ten, or something like that? Yeah, do, it was, do, you, like that. It was fourth and do long you remember the days when we used to laugh at third and long? We, we used to call it third and Mahomes. Third and Mahomes. Third and fifteen yeah. was always the uh, the fifteen Mahomes, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's third and Mahomes. And I remember that, especially that 2018 season and the 2019 season as well. Whenever it went to third and long, just not being worried, like yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. Just chilling. And like, this is when Mahomes probably played behind a worse offensive line at that point. Mm. He had less weapons. Obviously, he had some very good weapons, but he had less overall weapons. And he could just make his pass, escape the pocket. And obviously, teams have wised up to what he does out of the pocket with late plays. And obviously, defenders now cover their receivers a lot longer than they ever have done. But what are we doing? Like, you've got the greatest arm in the world. You've got the greatest quarterback in the world. If you're going to make someone pass the ball, Give it to that guy and let him do it. Don't don't let Tommy Townsend do it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to think that you've got a great-minded Andy Reid, you've got a great player in, in Patrick Mahomes, and yet for some strange reason, they will not take what teams give them. They will not take the fact that, um, you know, if they're taking away the, the deep ball, the deep threat, mm-hmm. they'll still tr- keep trying to force it down into that deep players, into the big chunk players. And it um, never seems to be... I mean, we've seen... Glimpses, glimpses of it this season where we've been using the running backs a little bit more in the passing game. Yeah. Uh, but it's almost like it it's not the forefront of the mind, first of all. The first thing that in their mind, in Patrick Mahomes' mind, is go for the big chunk plays. But we never seem to get... We never, we never seem comfortable in that at the moment because, like you said, teams like to sit deep. I mean, there was cover four quite a few times in that game, wasn't there? Cover three, cover four, uh, where the Colts were sitting back. And we never took the underneath. And that's, no. I think that's the main frustrating thing for me is if that's what they're setting themselves, they're setting the stall out for, take the take what's given. Take yeah. the underneath. Take the, you know, the small dink and dunk players. Take the check downs. And I hate saying that because I was always quite critical of the Alex Smith era where it was like, you know, it was screens, it was check downs, it was dink and dunk, it was, but it, it moved the chains. It was essential yeah. to that team moving the chains. And we don't seem to be having that mindset in Mahomes. We think, oh, well, he's got an arm, he's got the talent, he's got, the, you know, he can peel out of the pocket if, if the, the, you know, if it collapses. Mm-hmm. We're still reliant on that and we still believe it's going to happen all the time. And we get the odd game now and again where it just doesn't happen. And it's no. always against the team we believe that we should be beaten. Yeah, it doesn't help that you've got a run game that just doesn't exist either. Like, Well, yeah, there is that. That's another thing we need to come on to, to be honest, because the running yeah. game is... Uh... So before we get on to running backs, it's like you're, what you're saying is that the Chiefs have their style and they do not want to move away from it. They don't want to adapt to opponents. Like, lot, similar to, like, sorry to bring it on to Arsenal, but Arsenal used to be famous for that. Like, yeah. under Wenger, especially not in the early years of Wenger when it worked, but in the later years of Wenger, it was like... Arsenal would play their style, their brand of football, regardless of the opponent, because in his mind, their brand of football was good enough to beat anyone. anyone. It didn't matter who they played. They could beat anyone. But as soon as teams like matched, not well, either matched them, if they matched, sorry, if they matched them 
fire with fire, often Arsenal would win. The attacking team would always, uh, the better attacking team would win against a lesser attacking team. Yeah. But when a team come out and put a little bit of pressure on, on Arsenal, played up in their face, started kicking them, getting a little bit more physical, <laughs> the dirtier side of the game, the grittier side of the game, which the Colts were absolutely better at than the Chiefs on Sunday. Yeah, more physical, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, then the Arsenal style, the attacking, the gung-ho type of style didn't work. And maybe that's the problem with Mahomes. Arteta now, the Arsenal manager, kind of adapts his style for different games now. And we, we can, we're better at playing different opponents where Arsenal could only beat like certain types of teams back in the day. Yeah. Maybe Andy Reid and Mahomes need to look at it and think, actually, maybe we do need to game plan for specific teams and find out their weaknesses and like, really attack the weaknesses. And if they do decide to cover their weaknesses with other players, then attack the holes that they give. And it sounds so simple. It sounds like Football 101. There's a there's a space there, let's attack that. But they're just not doing it. Yeah. But they're also not helping themselves either by sticking to the run game as much as they are. Yeah. The early down runs. I know you do it to balance the playbook. I know you do it to try and bring the defence up. But why not just have the running back come out of the passing game and give them, let them have the check down? Why not try and bring this defence forward with with passes out to the flats with hitches to tight ends like yeah. why why bother taking the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands just to put it into Clyde Edwards-Alaire's hand or Pacheco's or Jarrett McKinnon just to basically run into the back of the uh, offensive lineman and back into, back into yeah. defender's arms if it's you're not waste, working you're wasting why it down aren't you you're yeah. yeah you're basically but, wasting it down because if it's not effective and you know it's not been effective throughout the game then you're right yeah switch to throwing it to the flats or creating a screenplay or something like that at least you know if you're going to get it into the running back's hands mm -hmm. use that to your advantage like you said dink and dunk a little bit more i hate saying that as well because of the Mahomes era we're in but sometimes it's necessary i mean we'll come onto the books later on but watching the books versus the packers there wasn't a lot going on with the offenses so they had to they couldn't the, the, the deep threats were taken away from both quarterbacks and you see most of the plays in that game were quite dink and dunk short plays mm -hmm. because that's what the quarterbacks have thought, right, okay, it's that kind of game. It's a bit more of a, you know, it's a bit more of a shootout, a bit more of a battle. Um, and that's what they they felt like they were having to do. Yeah, there was the odd big play now and again, but majority of it was really short plays. And It's, it's what's made Rodgers and Brady so successful. Exactly. Uh, over the years, like it, them, their ability to just take what the defence give them and also carry that threat of the deep play and the special throw every now and then. Mm. It's what keeps defenders guessing. And the Chiefs need to start adding that little bit of variation. They also need to add a little bit more of aggressiveness as well in terms of using the four downs. Yeah. Like if you're going to, if you're going to, call the type of offense which you're calling for, mm -hmm. then that's going to enable you to go for it on fourth downs. Because if you're getting a guaranteed three, four, five yards through the air, then it might be second and five. You might have an incompletion. You might have a third and five. You might incomplete that. But then a fourth and five, I fancy Mahomes' chances to make one out of three yeah. passes. I, I do. I think I think Especially it's Kelsey it's, it's, as well. It's quite good odds in our favour. Yeah. So if you can pair some smart play calling using the entire field, using the entire collection of pass catches that you have, paired with this mindset that we are going to go for we it. Use every down. Yeah. Uh, use yeah, every yeah. single down. We don't want to see Tommy Townsend on the field as soon any at any point past the Chiefs 
going past their own 35, 36, 37, mm. you pair with that type of mindset, then eventually that will have to bring defences forward. It, will, it would, would have to, because defences would not stand for it. They would not stand for just having the ball moved up and down on them all day. They don't want, they don't want to be on the field that long. They need to get the Chiefs off the field. They need to get pass rush. They need to get interceptions. They need to get a hold of Mahomes. If they can't get hold of Mahomes, they're going to come forward. And then you've got the opportunity to hit MBS. Then you have the opportunity to hit McCall on the deep plays. And then you can open it up and then they start to back off and you start doing that. It's just to and fro in. Yeah. It's just, it's it's quite a simple idea. And I'm sure Andy Reid doesn't need us two Brits telling him what to do. Well, maybe but he does. Be, <laughs> it'd be quite nice to, to, just to see it from once in a while. <laughs> can you imagine that? Two Brits on the sideline calling the players. Can you imagine that? There would be chaos, yeah. especially if I was taking them as well. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> I might get all this kind of Mahomes in my head where I'm just going, just throw it 80 yards, it'll be fine. Just throw it <laughs> yeah. 80 yards. Go roots, go roots, go roots. <laughs> he doesn't look the same this year, though, does he? Who? Mahomes. No. I th- Do you know what? I actually thought in the first week, I thought, oh my God, this is it. We're going vintage Mahomes here. We're really yeah. getting, we're getting 2018 Mahomes. He's just going to be lights out. And yeah. the game against the Chargers, yeah, it was a little bit, it, it, we, we expected that it was going to be a bit of a fight, didn't we? But this is the kind of game against the Colts where you think this is where Mahomes earns his money. This is where he is fire. Mm. And for whatever reason it is, it's just, it, it just doesn't materialize. And and these are the games really that kind of define you when you're going for the MVP race. Yeah. That, you know, these are the kind of games where you need to rack up the yards a bit more, rack up the touchdowns, rack up the, you know, the amazing yeah. highlight plays and stuff. And, He's not getting that at the critical points, I think. And no. already, I think people are just going to c- completely count him out of the MVP race because he's lost so, yeah. an inferior opponent like the Colts. Yeah, and obviously it doesn't help that you've got other quarterbacks like Tura, Jalen Hurts, shiny oh, new yeah. things that are yeah. playing very well and their teams are both undefeated. I mean, if Josh Allen had won on Sunday and marched the Bills down after, uh, to get a field goal after the butt punt, yeah. then you might as well have just given him the MVP uh, uh, immediately. Yeah, But so... Never mind. I suppose Mahomes doesn't measure his success on MVPs, it's, but I just what it is there's, the there's, there's there's something there's something off. Is it the offensive line? Is it him? Is it the receivers? Just right now, is it, is it the play calling? But right now, it just doesn't look like sunshine and roses. Like he's still the best player in the league. I, I don't doubt that. Yeah, but right now, I just feel like something's a little off. He needs to get right game, and maybe that will come in the form of a of a uh, primetime game against yeah. Tom Brady. I mean, a lot has been said about the, the kind of uh, heated argument between Holmes and the enemy, wasn't there? I, I don't read anything into that, to be honest. I mean, I know there's a lot of people mm. thinking that there's a bit of disharmony in there and stuff. And But that, to me, that just shows, I mean, <laughs> did you see the Bills uh, offensive coordinator smashing the hell out of his yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um That's the passion that you need, I think, a lot of the time. And Mahomes is a passionate player. Mahomes is yeah. one of those players who, you know, he probably wasn't happy with the call towards the end of the half. To be honest, I wasn't happy with it either. It just seemed very much, um, you know, I will just give up and just get into the locker room. Um, but Mahomes is one of those players. He just wants to keep making plays and 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 keep, you know, bringing the team forward. And I think he felt a little bit frustrated. That he was kind of held back on the reins a little bit. Do you um, think he made that call? Uh, well, sorry. Do you think Andy Reid did make the call? He said he has. It was him. But I think I think it was. I, I don't know. I mean. Him. It, it it does feel like that Andy Reid was a little bit kind of standoffish with his player calling a little bit this week. Um, it could be, I don't know. The enemy calls the plays. 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I'm just, I'm not, we had this conversation last year, and not last year, at the end of last season, about the enemy. And I just want something fresh in there. It's got a bit still, do, hasn't it? I, I just do. Yeah. I'm like, and it's nothing against the enemy personally, but he's kind of like ruined the Andy Reid cycle. Yeah. And like, I know Kafka's not doing a great job in in New York. Okay, they're, they're two and one, but he's not, he's not setting the world. job though in New York. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not setting the world on fire. Yeah. But the cycle of Andy Reid's coaches, you become an OC, you become a HC. Yeah. And then the next one, the next assistant, offensive assistant moves up. And for years, we always assumed that after Doug Peterson left and Eric Bieniemy took over full time, and oh, sorry, after Matt Nagy left and uh, Eric Bieniemy took over full time, we mm. always assumed that Corbett's coach, Mike Kafka, would be the next guy. Mm. And then there would be someone underneath Kafka that they would become the next guy when he get a head coach. But Bieniemy sticking around has just kind of ruined that cycle a little bit. Do you think? Bringing Nagy back is going to be one of those things that they're probably stashing on the sideline. Maybe it's stashing in the background and just think, do you know What's what? To be the next, if if the enemy <laughs> does go at the end of this season, do you think, do you think they bring Nagy back in? Because it looked very good with with Nagy at the helm, didn't it? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, that was one of the you know the well the Alex Smith season. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That that was funny that season because there was all that that was all the talk about the Andy Reid Matt Nagy who is calling the plays. Yeah, there was that big because I think it was yeah it was that mid season slump we went on when we lost to the Giants and the oh, Jets, God, yeah. and then oh. we had Travis Kelsey throwing passes, Tyreek Hill throwing passes, all that <laughs> thing, all, all all that carry on happening, and um, we went on a bad a bad stretch, didn't we? And then I think yeah. they passed it to Matt Nagy, and then we went on a little run. And then the second half against the Titans in the uh, wildcard game happens. And then Matt Nagy was a Chicago Bear after that. So maybe, maybe Matt Nagy is the next guy. Maybe there's someone else in the room already. I guarantee, uh, no, it's not maybe. I guarantee the next guy is already in the building. I, yeah, yeah. I guarantee yeah, but that. I, I hear but what you're saying. I, I think, the cycle is definitely broken because yeah. it, it's it's not been that fluid next yeah. man up kind of thing, is it, in, in the offensive yeah. coordinator? So, yeah, I get what you're saying there. It, it like, seems a bit like it's stale now. The offense is becoming to this like this junction where, well, he probably won't. But Travis Kelsey's meant to have some drop off at some point. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, in him, he's probably going to play till he's forty, but um, and still be just as good. Yeah. But you get to this point where we haven't got an elite wide receiver. We have an aging tra- Travis Kelsey. Obviously, Mahomes is, should be coming to the peak of his powers. So the OC is going to have quite a lot to say when it comes to how good the Chiefs offense can be. And if it's going stale now, then what's it going to be in 12 months time? I, I think there's a decision to be made at the end of the season. If the enemy goes for another round of interviews yeah. and he's unsuccessful again, hopefully he is successful. And then we don't really have this problem. Yeah. But if he's unsuccessful again at the end of next season, then I think it might be the time to move on. And maybe he goes to college and goes, gets a head coaching yeah. gig in college sure. or gets an OC job elsewhere in the NFL. But if he isn't, if he isn't going to move on voluntarily, I think it might be a case that Chiefs need to move on and just maybe freshen it up a little bit because Andy Reid's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, just before we hit the break, um, there's been a lot, a lot of talk basically about uh, what what has Chris Jones said that caused the penalty. <laughs> 
Um, I, I, I'll admit, I, when I watched the game, I thought, well, he hasn't really done much there. What, what the hell has yeah. he said? You know, um, it must be something bad if the ref has has decided to throw a flag on it because because you see you see players trash talking all the time. It, it's part and parcel of the game a lot of the time, isn't it? Even when they're lining up, you know, in the trenches, they, you know, they, they're still talking with each other um, and giving each, each other what for. So, um, yeah, very strange one. Um, it was boneheaded, really, from Chris Jones. If if he has said something, you know, to that yeah. level. Um, so he will learn from that. No doubt about it. He will he will no doubt learn from that. But that's the thing that gets Chris Jones fired up a lot of the time, though. It, you know, it's talking in your helmet, isn't it? It's talking and trash talking to the player. It's getting yourself psyched up for the next player. And I think that's probably what Chris Jones was was was, yeah. was doing. I don't know where I stand on this with the referee. Um trash talking happens. Yeah. Players talk crap all the time to each other. It just yeah. is what it is. It's the it's the NFL. In general, it's it's American sports, and it happens over here. Actually, I don't know why I'm saying American sports and labeling over like that. Sunday league football over here is horrendous. Sometimes <laughs> we all call each other over here, but you don't see the the referee flashing red cards and yellow cards for no. love nor money. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it. I feel like obviously, if he said something so vulgar that cannot be repeated, then fair enough. But I, I reckon he said, "Derek Carr's better than you." Oh, then throw the flag. Throw the, throw flag. the flag. <laughs> throw that flag, referee. Chris Jones, you can't say that. No, no, Murder I'm not having man. that, mate. Not having that. <laughs> or maybe he just went 28-3. Yeah, some things can't be said. Some yeah. things cannot be said. Or maybe he did talk about the 28-3, and that referee had so much money on the, on the Falcons that night, and it just gave the referee PTSD about Tom Brady coming back and him losing his house. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, could be. It could be something along those lines, couldn't it? That uh, yeah. was like, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> do you think we'll ever find out? Like, do you reckon like the um, the Chiefs or the Colts will ever like release like a mic'd up that shows that shows? Do you know what? I think if if the, if there was a mic'd up for it, I think they would have released it by now to say, look, nothing happened. Yeah, well, I think something's probably happened and it doesn't bear repeating, I suppose. But I, I mean, even the ref has even said that, you know, there was something said. I'm not going to say what he said, you know, keeping the keeping the professionalism, I think. Yeah, for, yeah, absolutely. For, uh, for Chris Jones and that. But uh, even Chris Jones says, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> I mean, you say things at the heat of the moment, don't you? As well, Especially yeah. in a game like that, you know, it's, it's yeah. such a tight game. You say things at the heat of the moment and then you get a flag and you think, well, what did I say? What was wrong? Um, so... Well, it certainly cost us anyway. It certainly cost. It wasn't the only thing that cost us, but it was one of the things that was a big. I mean, that was probably the biggest turning point in the game. That wasn't yeah. really, especially yeah. And it, and I feel sorry for the defense because it was literally the only mistake they made all game. They were brilliant. They were really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, upsetting, but like you said, on the Tampa or is it Tampa? Right. Okay. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we will be previewing the game between the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hi there, and welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. It's this part of the show where we do power rankings time. Tom, power rankings. I can't be asked. Okay, moving on to the game. To no, 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 <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a quick... I'll, um, I'll give you the quick top five. Chiefs five, Ravens four... Dolphins three, Bills two, and the Philadelphia Eagles, my Super Bowl pick, uh, yeah. are number one. 
So, yeah, the Dolphins are unlucky to be third. Um, some might argue, but after beating the Bills, God. yeah, I, I still think, um, in a game that matters, it's well, in a playoff game, I still fancy yeah. the Bills over the uh, the Dolphins. So, yeah, it, it could be just one of those hiccups again. There's quite a few teams at it this 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 week, didn't they? Some hiccups. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a mat, it was a bonkers week. Like that, that, those, yeah. that Sunday six o'clock slate was just crazy. Maybe it was something in the air, like a storm brewing or something. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Like, you know, the electrical energies kind of, you know, yeah. knocked everybody off a little bit. Um, maybe that's the thing. But uh, talking of storms, the Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it might actually be moved. We don't know where it's going to be yet. Yeah. Um, there has been some stadiums floating around. Do you know what would have been better? Having this game in Germany, just saying. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, just saying. Having this game in Germany would have been a lot better than. Those than Brits this. were right. I'm sorry, but yeah. you know we were right. Um, yeah. we latest update. Well. Um, a latest update from uh, Kimberly Martin of ESPN. Uh, they can make a decision as late as Friday on the venue, the NFL, which, which I think is horribly irresponsible. Um, is. I think it's irresponsible that they're even contemplating playing this game in in Tampa Bay this weekend. Um, I've actually got a girl at my work who's from Sarasota, um, right. which is only about 45 minutes uh, south of, of Tampa. And she was meant to be uh, flying home and she's actually ended up staying at my work for a few days extra because it's obviously safer for her to be in the UK than it is in in Sarasota right now. And it sounds awful what's going on in the ground in, in Florida at the moment. Um, it sounds scary. Obviously, we don't really deal with that type of weather here. We had like a 90 mile an hour storm earlier in the year. And I think the worst thing that happened was my fence panel blew down. Um, But yeah, so um, over there, it doesn't sound like fun. It doesn't sound like security service, emergency services should be pouring resource into potentially making a football game happen in Tampa. Surely there's got to be better ways to use public services, um, county services. So I think the, the reasonable thing for the NFL to do would be to move it, not to postpone it. There's no point postponing it because it just caused more headaches down further down the line. We all remember what happened with COVID when they were postponing games. It was just like, you know, next thing you know, the, the Ravens were playing the Steelers on a Monday afternoon, some random time, and you were trying to fit games in where you could. The game has to be played. It's the 17th game. The Bucks still get eight more home games. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make a difference. Just move the game. I've heard Minneapolis has been like one of the favourites. Uh, yeah, to host yeah. it because they're obviously in London this 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 weekend, so um, yeah, I think I think it would be wise for the NFL to move this game to somewhere like Minnesota. And We've obviously, got another if it, stadium free, haven't we? We could they can bring them over here, can't they? I, I don't know. Understand why that's not an option either. Yeah, I would say that that would have been a good option. That fly them over here. We'll 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 fill the stadium out for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Late notice, Tom Brady versus uh, Pat Mahomes from London. Uh, that, not too shabby, is it? You know. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't, I don't understand why Arrowhead's not an option. Obviously, there might be a reason, a logistical reason, but surely it's the seventeenth game. So you just, if you're going to bring that game to us, surely you just say the next time the Chiefs play the Bucks in the seventeenth game is just back at Tampa Bay. Yeah, and that's swap the way you, you yeah. swap it back. You say it might, it might be in forty years' time. But you say you just owe, owe them one. I, but, why not play our ahead? But to not make a decision now, I mean, fans are going to be trying to get over there. We know a few people who are trying to fly over yeah. there for the Tampa yeah. game, ready for, you know, obviously previously uh, prior to the, the Raiders game the following week. 
and and it's it's already messing that travel plan up as yeah. well because you know you've got so many fans trying to get to a, a one place mm-hmm. and you've got this huge hurricane that's in there at the moment it's going it, it's going to cause devastation there's no yeah. two ways about it you know it's not as if it's like well it might make a few things or like blow a few roofs off you know it's going to be a devastation it's going to be a big thing so Making sure that the you know emergency services are, are concentrating on that rather than actually trying to make a football game happen. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Make the decision now. I mean, if this happened over here in this country, they'd, be, they'd have already changed it. They'd have changed it on Monday. Gone. Yeah. Um. You know, <laughs> a little bit of snow over here, and every, suddenly the game's been changed, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. So to have it dragging on like this, it's not fair on the fans. It's not fair on the players. No. Either. Um, and it's and, not fair on the people that are responsible for trying to make it happen either. Yeah, exactly. Like you're sitting in Minnesota and you you don't know whether you're going to be hosting the game this weekend or not. Yeah, like it's not fair. You like hosting the game's not not an easy thing. Like I assume if they do use a neutral site, that they're going to sell tickets for it. It's Sunday night football. Well, yeah, yeah. I assume so. Like if it is in Minnesota, then there's going to be some. Uh, a lot of cars driving north out of Kansas City there, um, towards Minnesota. <laughs> like, Jesus. I, 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 like, do you remember when the Vikings played it, the Chiefs? Yeah. The tsunami of rain. Yeah, it was all purple. No, no, no. It was, it was when we uh, when we played at Arrowhead. No, oh, no, I'm saying there'll be a tsunami of red. Going oh, okay. Right, well, I'm with you. Yeah. It'd just be like that in the reverse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just hope they make a decision soon. I'm hoping by the time that people listen to this podcast that what we've just said for the last five minutes is kind of null and void because if they had done that, have done that, then it means that the NFL do care a little bit and they're not this com- complete corporate giant that doesn't care about anyone. You know, Roger, Roger Goodell's listening to this now and he's waiting for five minutes after the show finishes and then he'll make the decision. Yeah, you reckon? It always happens. He always does. He listens to this podcast and he makes a decision off the back of what we've just said to co- totally contradict us. So Randy Reid listens to this podcast. Brett Veach listens to this podcast. Yeah. And Roger Goodell listens to this podcast. For sure. Anyway, let's get on to the game because um, this is the game that I have built up in my mind that this is the actual replay of the Super Bowl. And it's the re- it's the re- not the replay, but the rematch of the Super Bowl because I have wanted this game so badly for Mahomes to play lights out against Tom Brady to show that Super Bowl 55 was an absolute fluke, right? <laughs> That's what I've got playing in my mind over and over and over again. And I, I'm sure there's some Chiefs fans out there as well thinking, God, I would love to get one over over on Brady right now. And this is one of those games I circled at the beginning of the season that I really, really wanted to witness. And coming into this game now, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. <laughs> because after seeing how the Chiefs played against the Colts, I'm a little bit concerned about this game. Let's be honest, because... Um, the the books, yes, there's been a lot of talk about their offensive side having a little few, you know, few hiccups here and there, and, and the offensive line has been kind of sort of depleted recently. And they've had a suspension with Mike Evans. Um Julio Jones is they, they, I don't think Julio Jones played last game, did he? Don't know, to be honest. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's all a blur at the minute. The mountain it is, it is. Yeah, I I to be honest, I didn't watch the Packers Bucks game. <laughs> like Great. I, I, I drank far too many beers at the arrowheads have brought me up that I, I, ba- I barely made it home to be honest did you <laughs> yeah, oh, was, yeah you are another meetup arrowheads abroad meetup we did have an arrowheads abroad meetup yeah the curse is real 
Yeah, the is we're now ten and eight, <laughs> ten and eight all time, which oh. is which is worse than Andy Reid's record since wow. he's been in Chiefs. Yeah, I mean it's a winning record. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like it's almost like we're the Titans. Yeah, middle of the road, just just you know, just every now and again, just just getting a few wins got on a little there. run, but yeah, yeah. Um, this game, I I don't feel the same way about it as you do. Like I, to be honest, I hadn't even given the Super Bowl a thought Did you until not? you mentioned it. Then, Sorry. like, <laughs> it just didn't cross my mind. Like that game is just it doesn't count. It was a non-Super Bowl, wasn't it? It, it just doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, it was a non-Super. Bowl. There was no there was no platform in what for the Chiefs to beat beat the Bucks that night. It just wasn't there. The offensive line wasn't there. It was a Chiefs defense that couldn't stop bloody Gronk for Christ's sake, an yeah. aging Gronk. It just it it wasn't there. It doesn't exist. I've I've literally erased that game from my memory until you said it. Then well done. It's a one-team Super Bowl, wasn't it? That's what that was. Yeah, basically, that's what it felt like. It just yeah. felt like the books turned up as good as. Yeah, it was like the other team didn't even bother getting off the bus. But uh, but this but... game this game does not carry the same Brady versus Mahomes magic as it has before. And I think. No, and like this is most likely. I know we've said this before. Most likely, the last time Brady and Mahomes will play each other. <laughs> Who said that for the past five years? I know. Oh, this, yeah, five years. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I'm ninety nine percent sure this will be the last time they play each other because I don't think both teams are going to make the Super Bowl. No, and Brady's surely going to retire after this year. Do you know what? I actually think surely. he'll retire midway through. No, you won't. That's that's ludicrous. Um, you don't think? No, I after everything that's going on off the field, that's ludicrous. ludicrous. No, no. Oh, well, I might put a no. bet on. But this will be the last time. But it just doesn't feel very special. Every other time Mahomes has played Brady, it's felt really special. Mm. Like it's felt like this is what you want, and it's been big build up. Everyone's looking forward to this week when you get Mahomes versus Brady. Right now. They just doesn't feel the same. Is it because the offenses, both offenses, aren't playing very well? Mm. Is it because the Bucks don't have any receivers, or they haven't had any receivers? They do now. The Chief, they do now. Yeah, the Chiefs' offense hasn't been particularly great. We've just both come off losses. Them to the Packers, us to the Colts. Mm. Probably not the powerhouses in football either, which is no. fair to say. Like before, when the the Patriots played the Chiefs. They were powerhouses. Even when we played in 2020 season, that week's 12 matchup, whatever it was, everyone was excited because both teams were pretty good. Yeah. Right now, it seems like there's obvious problems with both teams. The, the Bucks offensive line, the Chiefs offensive line. It's a mirror image, mate. It, it, they are basically the same team, and I just don't mm. think it carries much of the usual pizzazz of a... Um, a Holmes Brady matchup. Yeah, I, you're right about the offense. I mean, the previous game uh, against the Packers, uh, the the books failed to convert on third down uh, quite often. Uh, it was two out of eleven third downs. Jesus, this is almost as bad as the Broncos. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> and, yeah. and when you think you've got somebody like Brady, who uh, you know he prides himself on on plays like that, especially on third down. Um, you know, two out of 11 were, were completed. Um, but Mike Evans weren't playing, Chris Godwin wasn't playing. They literally, the he all literally line was had depleted, no one. Yeah. Yeah. He, it was like he was playing in New England again <laughs> when, when he had no one to throw the ball to. <laughs> sure, he left New England for this just to get out of the way of all of that. <laughs> yeah. It, um, but 
I think both teams are a defensive teams right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just said it. Mm. I think right now the Bucks and the Chiefs, both teams are their strengths are in the defense. And I don't think it's outlandish to say about the Chiefs, and it's certainly not outlandish to say about the Bucks. Well, they've played three games this season, and what they've conceded what twenty seven points or something like yeah. that. Is that all they've conceded? Crazy, isn't it? In three games, games against against the Saints, the Packers, and Cowboys. Cowboys, like yeah. that's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty <laughs> that's good. Especially pretty good. when you think that you know, like you said, you know, they've they've been missing players, and the O line's been leaky as hell. And, and the defense has been to... on the field a lot. The well, yeah, exactly. A hell of a lot. But they seem to get Tom Brady back on back on the field as quick as they can. I know. I, I The Chiefs are going to struggle. If they struggle to move the ball against the Colts and they struggle to score touchdowns against the Colts, they're going to struggle against this Bucks defense. Yes. And I'm just hoping that, like, the Colts were kind of a caged animal last week. It was just say a caged pussycat. <laughs> let, let's, let, let, let's, let's, let's. Let's kind of hope like the Chiefs are like a caged Titan. Like yeah. let's go into mythology here. We're a Titan and we need to like unlock the Titans. And let's kind of hope that, that that's where Mahomes is at right now. And they managed to find a way to do it against this dreaded Bucks defense. It is devastating defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were saying there about those three games. The the most they've given away in a game this year is 14 points. And that was to Aaron Rodgers. And that was to <laughs> self-certified yeah. greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> Self-claimed, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's I'm I'm not looking forward to seeing uh the you know the Chiefs offense against this Bucks defense because um like I said, if we can't handle the Colts, this Bucks defense is devastating. It's probably one of the number one in the league right now. It's that good. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> I know I just said how good they are, but then I've just kind of had a thought about this Bucks defense and who they've been playing. Mm. They play Cooper Rush for the Cowboys. <laughs> they play Jameis Winston. We like and... Jameis Winston. Sorry, we like Jameis Winston. Yeah, but yeah, but we like him for comedic values. That's why. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Where was the pain, Jameis? Yeah, just pain. It was pain everywhere. And then they played Aaron Rodgers, who has no receivers. So. I think it's fair to say that this is the best offense that the Bucks will come up against. Yeah, so far. So yeah. far this yeah. season, anyway. And it's probably probably also fair to say that this is the best defense that the Chiefs offense will come up against. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I'm finding this such a hard game to call. And I think the stadium makes such a difference on yes. where I where I if this game's played in Tampa, I expect Tom Brady to win. If this game's played in Minneapolis or any neutral site, then my money's on the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, it's like we were saying, it's a mirror image. It's, it's com- The comparisons are very much the same. And But at the moment, I think, <laughs> dare I say it, but this could be one on special teams. <laughs> it was the best special teams right now. <laughs> Barker's got to be back, right? You are. Buck has got to be back, surely. I know we signed a kicker. We signed as, a, yeah, who do we get from the Jets, was it? Uh, no, that was Amandola, who we got before. I think he's oh, Matt Wright or something like that. Uh, right. Used to be the, the, oh, from the Jags. Jags kicker. Yeah, yeah the Jags yeah. kicker. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, how, um, what a turn of events, eh? If this game's won on a Sky Moore punt return. <laughs> or, or a Justin Reed field goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I, I think the stadium decides everything for me. It's a coin flip. It really is a coin flip. Two two Minnesota, teams coming off right? bad losses. Yeah. Two teams that have quarterbacks that 
are meant to be go down as one and two eventually when both uh, careers are all said and done. Mm. Um, Actually, just... just saying that, do you think the books have a say in whether they want to keep the game at their stadium or not? They must have no, a say. No, they can't. Now, like, obviously, they can, they can say, oh, the stadium's fine, we have the staff in place, but surely it's got to come down to the NFL getting advice from the county, from from the city itself, to say whether it's safe or not. Yeah, but the books could lose out on a lot of revenue out of this. If I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I completely agree that it should be, you know, moved and elsewhere, but surely as a, from a business perspective, from the books, you know, mindset is we're going to lose quite a lot of ticket sales here for the books game and we're going to lose every all the revenue that comes from game day money and all the food yeah, but, that's being done and everything. So, But the Bucks are owned by the Glazers, who also own Man United. So if the Glazers become poorer, yes. so does Man United. So I'm kind of happy about that. You're all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, move it, NFL. Move it, move it Roger, move it. <laughs> oh, all right, then. Uh, should we go with predictions? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually going for the Chiefs loss, and I, I feel dirty. I'm going to have a shower about it. Uh, I've gone Chiefs 17, Bucks 21. No, Chiefs more, the Chiefs score more than 20, uh, 17 points. They have to. Well, they they, they should the have Colts. had more. They <laughs> should have had more last week. They absolutely should have had more last week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this game gets played in a neutral site. Yeah. Because I think it's the obvious choice. It has to happen. Um, an indoor stadium, which will help Patrick Mahomes. If that's the case, I think the Chiefs win 28-21. Right. So another close game, but. Yeah, got the Chiefs edge in that way with a yeah. No, that's they that, need that's to win. They, they 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 need to win. Like our following two games are the Raiders and the Bills. Mm. So if you drop you drop this game to the Bucks, you're at two and two, and then you say you beat the Raiders and then you lose to the uh, Bills. You're at three and three. You you want to be above five hundred. Yeah, you don't like five hundred in the AFC this year isn't going to get you anywhere near the number one seed. So you need to carry on winning games. Mm. And if we if we can go into that that Bills game with a little bit of a buffer at four and one, then that enables us a little bit of a wiggle room. So I think it's a big game for the Chiefs. I feel like it's a bigger game for the Chiefs than it is for the Bucks because I feel I think the Bucks will get good, will become good regardless. Mm. And they're in a division that absolutely sucks as well. Yeah. So they're going to be fine. They're going to win that division regardless. They're going to be hosting a playoff game where the Chiefs have a little bit more of a fight on their hand for A, the number one seed and B, the division. So I feel this game is slightly more important for the Chiefs. And obviously after all the questions that have been asked about the Chiefs this week in regards to players, coaches, schemes, everything, then I feel like the Chiefs need this get-right game more so than the Bucs do because the Bucs had obviously their receivers their receivers were missing. So they had that obvious excuse there for losing to Aaron Rodgers and they only lost by two points. And also they lost to Aaron Rodgers mm. where the Chiefs lost to a team they absolutely had no right in losing to. They were terrible all round and they need this get right game. So I'm going to say the Chiefs. Okay then, that's all we've got time for this week. Hope you've enjoyed the show as always. Uh, if you have, then please let us know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more Chiefs content. And of course, keep up to date with everything Chiefs with daily content on our website, arrowheadpride.com. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.